Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast helping attorneys achieve more success. We're glad you can listen today on the Legal Talk Network. Today's episode is about the physical plant. And everybody sort of cringes when we do the physical plant episodes, but they listen anyway. I know you do, um, because we know that physical plant contains not just the computers and like desks and roofs and offices, but it contains what can often be seen as the core or real value in the business. In law firm businesses that I've helped to buy and sell, very often the physical plant, that being the systems that the people follow, the systems, the policies, and the procedures that people follow can often be the greatest value. And we have a really, really great treat today to be talking with Maddie Martin. Maddie is the head of growth and education at Smith AI, and that's a call, routing, answering, and intake service for small businesses. And we're going to talk with Maddie about communicating with the world, about using systems for improving our ability to communicate with our prospective clients, our actual clients, and others um, that interact with our law firm businesses. Um, we're going to be talking about the basically the interface between the small law firm and the world, how solo and small law firms can compete toe-to-toe with the largest law firms and why that's important. I am, of course, your host, Christopher Anderson, and I am an attorney with a singular passion for helping other lawyers achieve success with their law firm businesses as they define it. In the Unbillable Hour, each month we explore an area important to help you grow your revenues, get back more of your time, and or get more professional satisfaction from your business. The Unbillable Hour is dedicated to helping lawyers achieve freedom through their businesses, and our guests help you learn more about how to make your law firm business work for you instead of the other way around. Before we get started, I do want to say a thank you to our sponsors. Answer one, Solo Practice University, Scorpion, and Law Clerk. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-ONE or online at www.answerone.com. And that's www.answer, then the number one, then the little dot, com. Solo Practice University is a great resource for solos no matter how long you've been practicing. Make sure you check out solopracticeuniversity.com and learn how to run your practice better. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Law Clerk, where attorneys hire freelance lawyers. There are no sign-up or monthly fees, only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at www.lawclerk.legal. And again, today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is communicating with the world, and my guest is Maddie Martin. Maddie, as I said before, is the head of growth and education at Smith.ai, and they are a call routing answering and intake service for small businesses. Maddie, welcome to the Unbillable Hour. Thanks so much, Christopher. It's great to be here. 
I am really pleased to have you. I'm excited about this conversation. So I'd like just to take a couple extra minutes just to tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved with working with a business that helps small businesses with communications? Sure. Well, I've been involved the last decade in growing startups from coast to coast across the U.S. And I connected with the uh, founders of Smith AI, Aaron and Justin, and it was time for them to hire a head of marketing. And I've since developed the uh, marketing departments there and then also the educational programs that we provide um, for primarily solo and small firm attorneys who are seeking help with law practice management and technology. So over the last uh, year and a half or so, I have um, really helped get the word out about Smith AI. We had run primarily on referrals, and now we are seeing a lot more um, you know, inbound marketing leads through conferences that we're attending and um, sessions that we're providing, webinars and podcasts like these. Cool. And, you know, the, the cool thing about marketing, why I think like, I'm really excited to have you on the show is, you know, talking about communications, because this isn't a really a marketing, uh, you know, marketing is one of the things we do, we're, we're talking about communications more critically. But at the end of the day, what you do marketing is com- about communicating effectively with your with your target market. Um, but so let's let's if you don't mind, start off by defining what we're talking about. What are we talking about when we talk about small law firm communications? So we're talking about the methods that we communicate and also the times and effectiveness of that communication. So the methods can be phone, email, website chat, text messaging. Um, and then the, the effectiveness that comes into play is how responsive are you being and who are you speaking to and how does that affect your approach to those communications and what you're looking to get out of those communications and deliver through them. So your communications will be very different if you're talking to a judge or someone at a courthouse Hmm. versus a new client or an existing client. But responsiveness is key regardless. Sure. And I mean, that's what's one of the things that's really changed, even, you know, during the time that I've practiced um, and then and now been in business. But, you know, if we if we take a little bit broader look, right, a um, hundred years ago, lawyers were expected to be responsive by letter. That was pretty much it. You got letters, you sent letters. Um, then the phone came in and then faxes. And so things started to speed up a little bit. But it was all either written communication by letter that went by post or uh, by phone or once in a while by fax. But nowadays, our clients are communicating in so many, you just rattled off a bunch, so many different ways. And they're expecting to be communicated in the ways that they find convenient. Like you said, a judge might still be the old way, right? But even with judges now, we're communicating on um, the electronic filing systems, the federal courts, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely communicating that way. Um, with your clients, yeah, you're all over the place. You're on, you're on social media. You're on chat. You're on um, email. You're on, you're, you're on phone. It, it, the, the, what are we doing about this explosion of different ways to communicate? Well, to me, what's really the most important thing is that when we talk about responsiveness, which I think attorneys do recognize is very important because it is often cited as the number one reason for bar complaints, but 
as they're increasing their marketing efforts and getting more savvy on that front as well, responsiveness plays a big role in business growth in addition to just, you know, really excellent um, delivery of legal services. But to me, the most important thing to focus on is that responsiveness doesn't just mean the time it takes you to get back to somebody, but also using the platforms that your clients and and other parties you're working with prefer. So being responsive doesn't just mean getting back to someone quickly, but it also means adopting the technologies in those platforms. So you can say that you're very responsive by phone, by email, you have like an SLA, which is basically the service level that you agree to of 24 hours or 12 hours getting back to people. Mm-hmm. But if you're not communicating via text message or website chat, then you're eliminating the opportunity for someone to correspond with you on those channels. And that reduces your responsiveness just because you haven't made yourself available there. Right. And it may actually eliminate people who want to work with you because not only do they expect to be able now to text your business and hear a response because other businesses are doing that and they don't differentiate between business types when they're communicating. But it's, it's really a matter of getting those platforms up and running so that you can accept all those different ways that people want to communicate with you. And then it's up to you to determine How do you handle that new stream of communication? Because it does not only offer more ways to communicate with you, but it will increase the volume of your communication. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's try to narrow this down a little bit to what law firms are facing. Um, What would you say are the top issues um, that solo and small law firms are commonly dealing with in regards to communications? What, What are the issues that they're having to grapple? I think that there is the main issue of being responsive, but not being interrupted because you still need to get work done. And in a small firm, you don't have the ability to hand off that work to others. It's really like the burden of the work is on you, maybe a partner, maybe a paralegal. But the challenge is that when you're spread thin, you still also have to be very responsive and you want to typically grow or have a sustainable practice um, with with good like replacement rates of turning over clients. So the problem is that you have people who are being repurposed on one end of the spectrum where you're responding in a frenzy, your paralegal is answering the phone, I see this very often, or you're answering your own phone, or you've decided we're really letting everything roll to voicemail because we hate interruptions. So you have this dilemma between wanting to maximize responsiveness, but also wanting to maximize productivity. How do those two things live happily together? And and that's kind of where the receptionist services can come in and make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. If they're dealing with the, these issues around these uh, these areas of being responsive about about getting back to people on the channels, what like can you name some ways that lawyers can achieve better impact, better interaction with their customers through improved communications? Yes, I think the most important thing is to answer the phone with a live, friendly person every single time during business hours. Yeah, really? I mean, do you think that's important? I think it's extremely important. Voicemail is a black hole. I think that part of the reason people choose a small firm 
over a big firm is for that personal attention, that attentiveness, that that special feeling that you get when someone's really going to to pay attention to you and you're not just another number, another tick mark. Personally, that's why I like working with small businesses in general. The problem is, is that you know, working with small businesses can be a pain because they don't have all these resources that make it really easy to communicate with them or more responsive. You know, the, all those support systems are um, not necessarily there. So the biggest gap is often in that like service delivery responsiveness. Right. So I think like not only having someone who's, you know, US based and friendly, they sound like they're right in house, but that allows you not only to answer the phone, but then empower that person. This is really, really important. Like answering services have come a very long way. It's not just about answering and transferring anymore and taking messages. What can be done is lead qualification, basic intake, scheduling, because now online calendars make it possible for you to have people book appointments and consultations on your behalf. They can even take payments for um, fee-based consultations and they can schedule, even if it's not an appointment, a callback on your calendar. Because what happens is, let's say the receptionist takes a message, then you just have an email to respond to and, and follow up with that person when you get around to it. But if you take that step of adding structure to the process where you say, yes, you can have access to my calendar and book callbacks with this amount of time and this time frame, then it's set for you and it's much more likely to get done and done promptly. Yeah. So, I mean, like what you're basically saying is, I mean, the, I think the first, you know, we've been dealing with these things for a long time, right? So I think doctors were among the first, right? We had, you know, call my service where you would actually have a different number for people to call. Right. And then you had people being able to answer your line um, that would roll over or whatever, you use them as sort of supplemental. But they were really phone answers. And what you're talking about is actually pulling more and more of that front desk, all the capabilities of the front desk, into a capability that could be virtualized um, and applied to the business in a way just as if they were sitting there um, in your business. These are members of your team. Absolutely. Yeah. And and to speak to the the importance again of the responsiveness, the the 2017 Clio Legal Trends report and this was you know reconfirmed in the 2018 report said that two out of three potential clients base their decision to hire a lawyer on that firm's initial responsiveness to their first phone call or email. So it is critical that you are picking up the phone because if they leave a voicemail, then, or if they, if you have website chat and you're just letting it be basically a contact form where someone's entering their information because no one's actually live staffing that chat, right. like this, this translates to online methods as well in terms of responsiveness because filling out a contact form is the digital equivalent of leaving <laughs> a, a voicemail, right? A voicemail, um, absolutely. So, so what you're able to do is to capture them and then save more of the attorney's time because, all right, let's say you just take the phone and email, right? And you schedule that callback, but you didn't ask any questions. Is this person looking for 
um, the right practice area when they called this law firm? You know, did they call a criminal defense firm, but they're looking to get a divorce? Like, you know, that could be screened out because as people are searching more and more online and attorneys are getting great about developing better websites that have higher search visibility. The problem is that when we've relied on for so long referrals that are oftentimes the most qualified, screened, kind of um, applicable potential clients, as you start to explore these other channels like SEO and content marketing, and you're starting to run a blog or things like that, you're getting listed on certain networks, people are not going to be as well informed about your firm as they were when they were referrals. So that screening becomes even more important. And you can say, these are the criteria I use to determine with, you know, 80% accurate accuracy or something, whether or not this person is likely to become a client, are they aware of the fees? Are they in the right location if that's a determining factor? Do they understand my availability to take on new cases? Whatever the case may be. The receptionist can get all that basic contact information, filter through those questions, and then if they are a a good lead, so to speak, based on that decision tree, they can then take the next step of scheduling that consultation. And if you take payment for that consultation, accept the credit card over the phone and put it into your payment or billing solution, like, you know, LawPay or Headnote or whatever you're using. So they can really complete a workflow and take that work off your plate. And then your time is saved doubly because you're not answering that call. And then you're also not wasting that consultation time with someone who's not likely to be Who's not a prospect? That's right. Exactly. So the the, the real question then is, well, I think the, what you've answered is how how we really make these people become part of the team, which is you know clear and and uh, uh, the advantages of that. I think you've really spelled out well. What I'd like to do here is to start to talk to you a little bit about um, some of the top, you know, how how has technology enabled this? Because this this is pretty wild stuff, right? That you can have people not there be there. Um, and so I want to talk to you about the top uh, technological advancements um, in communications that solo and small firm attorneys can take advantage of. But we're going to do that right after we hear from our sponsor. So we'll take a break here and we'll come back and talk about technology. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One is available 24 7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com slash podcast for a special offer. That's answer1.com slash podcast. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour. We're talking with Maddie Martin, um, who's the head of growth and education at Smith.ai. And we've been talking about uh, the 
creation of a virtual capability to, to not just, I mean, really, if you think, you know, during the break, Maddie, I was thinking about this, not just to replace the capabilities of a front desk in a solo small law firm, not just to be able to do the things that a you know, good receptionist could do, but really to what we're talking about is expanding, about giving a small law firm the capability at a front desk that a bigger law firm might have um, because they don't have to pay for it full time, because they can be there, you know, they can be there all the time. Um, so it's really enhancing that, um, not Absolutely. just replacing it, which is really exciting. And, and can I talk to that for a second, actually? Yeah, please, please. So... I often talk about the trade-offs between a virtual receptionist and an in-house receptionist. And, and oftentimes, you know, people will say, oh, it's, it's cheaper to have a virtual receptionist service. And, and yes, it is typically much cheaper and you're not paying benefits and anything else that you are spending money on to support another person in your office. But the fact is that there are a lot of other benefits that are often not seen. And one very basic example is that, you know, most virtual receptionist services are going to extend your hours. So for example, at Smith AI, we offer a 12 hour workday, Monday through Friday. The second thing is that you're going to get access to a team of receptionists. So if you have someone in-house and they are at your front desk, typically they're also the person who will run out and make an errand or a drop-off or, or be out of the office for some period of time. And then when they're in the office, if they're on a call, there's only one of them, you know? Right, yeah, if they're, they're, by definition, if they're on a call with someone, they're not on the call with someone else. Exactly. <laughs> it seems basic, but the the benefit is that when you use a virtual receptionist service, you have access to our entire team. So it and and also they have shifts where they're not, you know, on a full 12-hour shift, let's say. They take shifts so they're more refreshed because they're not working a, a grueling like, you know, 12 hours or something. Yeah. So, so you yeah. get fresh available People who are able to not only answer all the calls that come in, but then have this powerful software that we'll get to, I think, in the second part of what you're going to say. Right, right. So let's let's get there right now. So let's talk about that. Let's let's go. And I wanted like, you know, because right now I'm sitting here thinking, all right, so someone on the phone, big whoop. Right. But, you know, you're talking about intake. You're talking about like some, you know, and OK, so it's someone on a phone far away. So we figured out how to do that. I haven't even scratched the surface. Right. Yeah, I mean, But what are, what are some of the key technological advancements that have really enabled this? Okay, well, first and foremost, like this, this seems basic, but it's actually um, a, a part of the AI component in the Smith AI name is yep. that we automatically block spam and sales and wrong number calls, and you don't pay for any of those. So if the, part of the reason you're not picking up your phone is because you're so darn sick of those like spoofing calls that look like your area coded number mm -hmm. or you know, their spam is a Marriott calling you again and again. Like, I, you know, it's such a pain in the butt that people actually stop answering their phones because they can't deal with the spam because it's so frequent. Actually, 30% year over year, April to April of 2018, that's the increase in the spammers. So if you're feeling it, it's because it's universal. But the problem is, um, for a small business, you're, you're not going to block each spam number one by one. We know that doesn't work. So, um, 
what we do is we automatically block, block 20 million known spammers. And then on an account level, we can block salespeople. So some one law firm might say to us, I really am fine with hearing from Google and Facebook. I advertise with right. that. That salesperson needs to reach me. And here's how to pass that call through. And then another law firm may say, I am never going to spend money. I don't want to hear from any advertisers. And don't you dare charge me for those phone calls. And we would say, absolutely. So whether or not it's, it's that case or... I always give this example, but in the wrong number sphere, we also work with some IT firms and some of them are Mac consultants and they get calls about when the new iPhone is coming out. Like, yes, it's Apple related, but not at all related to the services that they do. So that would be a call that we would say, okay, yes, that's a wrong number. Okay. So, so this is something like when you have a live receptionist, you can never do, right? Because you're, you're paying for someone or two people to sit at your front desk. Yeah, if their time is consumed with that call, then you've paid money for that call. And, and again, back, back to the original point, not only are you paying money for that call, but you're actually during that moment, however long it takes, they're not talking to a qualified lead. Absolutely, or doing other productive work. So, um, you know, filling out a basic intake form or, or following up on a payment that's past due. So we can do all of those things. And then not only, you know, one of the most important things that I should say up front here is that the receptionists are all working from home. They're using our software to answer phones for all of these different law firms. And they they are prompted by the software to follow that um, decision tree to handle those different calls in the way that each individual attorney has outlined. This is the way that I want my phones answered. This is the way that I qualify leads. This is the intake form I use and how to go through it. This is how I schedule consultations, etc. But that's only the the part that the receptionist interacts with, then the receptionist will write up their notes. And what we offer is a direct connection to your CRM, your practice management software, your intake software, your calendar, your payments. So what happens after a call is completed is that not even a requirement of the receptionist doing anything, but through APIs and through software integrations that we've built with over 30 companies, we take that information and we put it in the right place in your systems that you're running at your firm. And that happens so that you don't have that grunt work by getting an email. Here's the information from this new lead. Okay, then you or your paralegal enters it into your practice management system or your intake software, your marketing software. It all happens automatically. That new record is created. The notes are logged so that when you have that first consultation or the next meeting with your client, you can see everything already and you don't have to create that record or add the notes yourself. Right. So that eliminates time too. Yeah, no, so clearly. But so it, these things are all, all big time savers. So what I want to get to is not only like, I mean, to me, the, the most intriguing thing is being able to follow a decision tree, being able to follow a set standard and procedure that it, that you say can be individualized per law firm um, to really eliminate the waste of time. But let's let's go a little bit beyond. I want to uh, explore a little bit beyond the reception part of it. Um, and I, I'm going to come back and ask a couple questions about reception. But I wanted like one of the things that you'd said in the first segment was you were talking about also the ability to go beyond and qualify and ask additional questions and and you know uh, do some screening and even do some intake. What what technology is 
there today that wasn't there 10 years ago that to enable that to be done virtually? Well, there are a couple things that come to mind to answer that question. So first of all, it's, it's, you know, having not only the software that allows the receptionist to have those prompts to them while they're on the call, but also things that we have programmed as a company that really is AI driven, that makes the receptionist more accurate and more efficient during the call. So one of the ways that we kind of incorporate AI is for attorneys, let's say, who only work in certain counties. Then if we have a caller who calls in and they say, you know, I know my zip code, but I don't know my county, we have the ability to say, Enter that zip code for the receptionist and show up basically green light. This is a this is in a county where this attorney worked. Right. This is good. This is not good. Right. This exactly. Is, yeah. And and the amazing thing is that like A, that's super accurate because they're pulling from a database to determine is that is that zip code in the county and is it approved for that attorney? It's way faster also and and more accurate than saying, let me Google that for you. You know, like typically a receptionist, they're just another human being, right? They would say, oh, let me look that up for you. You know, that would be a service first approach, but it would be inefficient. It would take more time and it would not necessarily be accurate because who knows what the results are that you're going to (laughs) get. Very cool. All right. So I'm talking with Maddie Martin. Maddie is uh, with Smith.ai. And we're talking about uh, the importance of improving and enhancing uh, small law firm communications with the world. Um, We've been talking a little bit about clients. We're going to talk more uh, coming back from the segment about about overall reception services um, and also just other communications tools. And then we'll we'll finish up uh, with some uh, great tips uh, uh, for efficiency in 2019. But first, we'll hear a word from our sponsors. Ready to create and build your own solo or small farm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There's only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals, Solo Practice University. The only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than a thousand classes, 58 faculty and mentors. What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a first year to perform legal research or a seasoned attorney to assist with a complicated appellate brief, Law Clerk has hundreds of freelance lawyers with every level of experience and expertise. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at www.lawclerk.legal. Welcome back. We are speaking with Maddie Martin. Maddie is the head of growth and education at Smith.ai. They're a call routing, answering intake service for small businesses. And we're talking about the importance of communications with law firms. We've been talking about reception services, and I'm going to pick up the conversation there. What uh, what I wanted to kind of hit you, particularly since you do serve in a marketing function, Maddie, one of the things that law firms are struggling with these days, a lot of, a lot of people that I work with are struggling with, is that uh, everybody's selling and getting and figuring out ways to get more and more leads, but the quality is not necessarily improving. And for a lot of them, it's going down. Um, they're investing in SEO, they're investing in pay-per-click, they're investing in social, they're getting more leads, um, but not necessarily better quality leads. Uh, what, what do you think is going on there and what can uh, better communication tools do about it? 
Well, I think that it's a, a natural thing that happens when you expand your growth channels and you dilute your leads because you're broadening your audience. And especially with SEO, what happens is particularly in contrast to the quality of leads that you may be used to if you're getting a lot of referrals, what happens is that people who are searching online are often, you know, less informed, less patient, less, you know, people, I hate to say it, I'll quote my founder, people don't read. Um, So Aaron always says this, and I totally agree with him, less and less people read. So If your information on your website or your Facebook page is not very shortly summarized on the homepage, you know, this is not an opportunity to be putting up a ton of content. Very clearly say what you do and what the next step should be. So what are your practice areas if you are specific about them? And then if you have online booking, boom, book a consultation. And then when you have that appointment booking, have people select what they need help with generally, because if they don't find it in that list, hopefully they won't submit the form and then waste your time if you're not going to be able to serve them. So that's kind of like a self-filtering mechanism that you can do or your receptionist service can do. But having these, having really upfront information is important, but it is a huge challenge for attorneys because yes, you need to increase your visibility on search. You want to have highly targeted, um, you know, paid search ads, if that's something you're investing in. But I would say increasingly, if you're able to not only bring in these leads, but to offer something of value that helps you identify a target audience and then nurture them until they're ready to hire you, or at least demonstrate more expertise so that increasingly you're more well known in the community for that service and that helps even more referrals get generated. Here's an example. So Connor Malloy in Chicago has a firm, Chai City Legal, that is focused on serving landlords. And one of the best SEO plays that he has is an eviction notice that he has made available on his website. And when someone completes that form, it immediately sends it via email to them along with directions for submitting that eviction notice, which is a service that the landlord needs. They And they have like a very, you know, time specific, urgent need, right? And then there's tons of data that's gathered for the law firm around that Um, eviction notice details. And obviously anyone who is completing that eviction notice is someone who is, you know, in these areas, they see their address and they, they know they're a landlord if they're completing an eviction notice. And then they have a sense for when the notice is going to be due and can follow up with very targeted responses to an audience they know they want to serve. No, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. So it's yeah, it gives a little bit of DIY um, or a sense of DIY, but uh, it puts them right into their marketing funnel as a super highly qualified candidate. And, and I mean, this my mind's just exploding with way similar things one could do. You could do that in family law, right? You could you know, oh, fill out this uh, custody application, fill out this you know this child support application. You could do it in criminal law, like. <laughs> 
know, uh, how to defend yourself. Don't. Well, um, even you with traffic it, tickets, it, like yeah. um, Amy Grabowski is a, a traffic ticket uh, attorney. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but she has a traffic ticket estimator like so if you have the cost of the ticket and then the cost of like contesting it or whatever you know um you need a a lawyer for in that scenario you can estimate you know around the 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 ticket and what it was for and and different data points that she accepts so yeah the the options are limitless and that is a service first approach that gives a great experience at the outset. And then maybe you have some other resources on your site that talk about your expertise or guidance or advice. Then you follow up with that person who received the email of the eviction notice, not just to check in, but to say, here are the things that you should be doing to prepare yourself for a successful eviction. And here are things that can go wrong. And here's how the local law applies. And and you, you provide that information so that they're educated enough to know they need to hire you as an attorney. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So as we as we close the show, Maddie, what I want to do is we're going to go in two two different directions uh, with listeners. The first question I'm going to ask is around uh, whether or not uh, using virtual services can augment already existing reception services when you already have one. And then I'm going to flip the script and say, well, all right, what about going all the way the other way and virtualizing the whole shebang, including the greeting function. Um, and uh, yeah, we've only got about five minutes left, so it's going to be a little bit rapid fire. Um, but uh, let's, let's start with that first one. Can you augment your current reception capabilities, current intake capabilities by adding on uh, these virtual services? Absolutely. So one of the very first things that you can do, make sure you're not using your personal cell phone, and then you can have your calls hosted with a VoIP phone service, a cloud phone system, block that spam immediately. That's going to help your office get only relevant calls. And then you can also have calls ring your office first, and then the receptionist as a backup. So that's a call-saving method. You'll reduce the number of calls that the receptionists are going to have if you're a really small practice and your call volume is low, but it's important to not even let those like three or five or 10 calls go to voicemail every month. Then those are missed clients. Like you can, you can keep your costs low, but have that backstop. So that would be my number one recommendation. You can also whitelist numbers so that they skip over a receptionist service and then come to you directly. So maybe these are existing clients who you know that they're tolerant of receiving your voicemail and that they know you'll get back to them within a timely manner. They're going to be you know, more flexible than a potential client because they know you and they trust you and they've established that relationship already. So that is another recommendation that I have. No, that's great. I know that one attorney actually uses that for opposing counsel because they don't want to pay for those calls, <laughs> but it's up to you. That's awesome. But no, that's those are great ideas about how to augment it. So now let's look at it the other way. You know, so let's say we're our law firm, or maybe we're just thinking about starting a law firm. Um, I've been reading a couple of things about people actually considering virtualizing the greeting function. Like even when you come in the door, just like have a screen there saying, hi, welcome to the firm. <laughs> you know, the water's on your right, coffee's on the left, bathroom's behind me. Um, I'll let, let the attorney know you're here. What do you think about going all that way? I think it's brilliant. I think it's a way to have a much more sustainable, low-cost practice that is flexible. It allows you to work from anywhere. Maybe you're accepting clients across the country. Maybe you travel. Maybe you just don't want those fixed costs that a, an office requires. And and frankly, the the 
shared office services that are available at a lower quote unquote cost for people who are in, you know, cities and things like that. They just want an office and a receptionist. Like that's often not necessarily such a great value for what you get. So maybe you don't want like a sort of, um, I don't know, halfway there receptionist who's supporting, you know, in office, 10 other people. Again, if she's busy or he's busy, then they're not going to answer your calls. Um, So having a receptionist service that is fully virtual and having an office that's fully virtual, there are virtual bookkeepers and paralegals. And in addition to receptionists, you'll have your phone hosted at your home and you can have a business number that you can pick up on your personal cell phone. So you don't even need a a desk phone at your home. And it allows you to spend less time even commuting. So you get more time in your day. You get, you know, home internet is totally reliable and fast. There's no reason you need to go to an office for that. So I would say it, it, Anything that makes you more efficient could also allow you to bring your cost down and make your services more accessible to people who otherwise may not be able to afford them. Right. And that's what, yeah, that's what it's all about. So let's, uh, Let's wrap this up by asking you for, you know, we're, we're closing in. We've got six weeks left of the year. Uh, what's your number one piece of advice for solo small firm attorneys, for listeners to the Unbillable Hour, who are looking to gain efficiency and improve their responsiveness in 2019? Honestly, I would say that it's really important to answer all of your calls during business hours. So yeah. add the, and this is, Yes, through phone, but also if people are coming to your website, the contact form is the equivalent of a voicemail. Right. So have live website chat added. It's a new service that we're actually offering just this month. We've just launched it. And it's very important to have that not be from an outsourced abroad service that doesn't sound like it's someone in your mm-hmm. in your office, yeah. whether it's virtual or not. But consider your website the way that you consider your phone system. Someone who is first reaching your business how are you going to be responsive to them and and capture them before they bounce, whether they're going to call another law firm or they're going to look at another law firm website. Right. Either way, whatever way they're coming into you, find a way to be as, as fast and efficient at responding to them as possible. Awesome. Well, that's great, great advice. And unfortunately, that also wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Business Advisory Podcast. My guest today has been Maddie Martin with Smith.ai. Uh, Maddie, in case people want to follow up with you uh, on some of the stuff we've talked about, how can they reach you out there in the world? So they can reach us by emailing hello at smith.ai. And they can also find us online at smith.ai. That's our URL. And we have live web chat on our website. So you can ask us lots of questions there. Or you can call us at 650-727-6484. And you can hear our receptionists in action. (laughs) Perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Great. Thank you, Maddie. Thanks so much, Christopher. It's great being here. You're welcome. And again, this is Christopher Anderson. I look forward to seeing you next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business that works for you. Remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of 
nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu slash interactive or download PLI's mobile app.